Hey guys, I'm Tyler Croce and welcome to Tyler's Travels. This is your podcast where we talk about art, travel, and adventure experiences as well as ways to be more productive and create that optimal time you've always wanted to get out there and explore. Now let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of Tyler's Travels. I just wanted to start off by saying thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen in. I'm going to start off by briefly introducing myself that we can get right into the show. So hi, my name's Tyler and I'm from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I went on my first overseas trip when I was just one year old and I'm still an avid traveler to this day. I really enjoy documenting everywhere I traveled through photography and filmmaking and just love watching my older videos and reliving those memories. Since 2018, I've been obsessed with riding roller coasters and actually have found a passion taking photos of them. For the last year and a half, I've grown an Instagram account to almost 3,500 hardcore coaster-loving followers who enjoy my amusement park-related photography. This leads us into today's topic because we have two of the most respected photographers in the industry with us today. The two of them hosting almost 10,000 followers with years and years of experience under their belts. Please welcome Bob from at BK Photo Page as well as Alex from at Stateline Thrills. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hey, okay, so welcome to episode one, and congrats on being the first ever guests. So throughout this little interview, we're going to be talking about your experience of running your actual pages, as well as some photography stuff sprinkled in here and there. So both of you have generated quite big followings on Instagram, a lot of those being gained by taking pictures of coasters from all across North America. Going to that many theme parks coast to coast requires tons of travel. Did you guys always enjoy traveling, or did coaster photography sort of spark your love for travel? Um, well, for me, I mean, it was kind of a little bit intermixed, I guess. Um, I started traveling while I was coaching travel baseball. So, uh, mm-hmm. starting around like 2009 to about 2015 and I had bought a camera around 2010 thinking, Oh, I really want to take pictures of my baseball team. But then realizing that after I bought it and spent, you know, thousands of dollars that how am I <laughs> going to take pictures when I'm on the field? So I kind of put it aside for a while and then I kind of got back to it about 2015 and from there, I started traveling more because I wanted to document more and take more pictures and things like that, obviously, and, and ride more roller coasters. So so let's get that straight for a second. You didn't think out how you were going to take the pictures. You just bought the camera. Well, I wanted to get into <laughs> photography, and that was going to be a big part of it. But no, I did not think that through very well. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so for me, mine isn't like an awkward background. So my yeah. family's always been like one to travel all over the place, lots of beaches, yeah. Florida trips a lot. Been going to Disney yeah. since I was very little. My mom mm-hmm. would always bring her camera. It doesn't matter where she went, she would always bring her camera. I don't know where this picked up from, but I would always have this obsession with taking her camera when she wasn't using it and taking pictures of the most random things like yeah the sand in the beach like not the, just the beach the sand in the beach or like <laughs> or just a random building out of nowhere and like, the pictures wouldn't even be great but somehow yeah. they managed to develop as i grew up into like this love for taking photos as i travel places mm-hmm. and so naturally as i got into roller coasters it kind of just transferred over into being okay this is something that i really enjoy and i can take pictures of so yeah well so sort of like for both of you it was like you you like had your sort of separate things and then you sort of like combined them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that that's awesome. That that's cool when you could like take two passions and sort of combine them together. That's cool. So like sort of on those interests, what are some of your interests uh for both of you that are outside of photography? For me, I'm a big sports guy. I love watching sports, coaching sports, things like that. Yeah. Um especially uh baseball and football. 
Um, I play golf. I'm a big trivia fanatic. Um, I think oh, I yeah. talked to you about it before, Tyler. I, I yeah. qualified to be yeah. on Jeopardy a couple of times. I travel to play in trivia contests and things like that as well. Um, uh-huh. Just my thing. I like learning stuff and being a nerd. How long have you coached sports for? Uh, I started coaching football in 1999. I was only 16. Um, I had busted up my oh, knees. Wow. I couldn't play football anymore. Um, wow, and then nice. I started coaching baseball pretty much right out of high school. I was 19 or 20 in 2002, I think it was. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. What about you, Alex? So, let's see. Um, He's I a donut a, artist. A, <laughs> donut <laughs> artist. That's it. I'm a barista. That's my like. I'm that's my only interest. Barista. I dedicate my life. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I am huge video gamer. I love video games to death. I have yeah. been playing video games since I grew up. Always loved yeah. video gaming. I and totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> And music. I lo- absolutely love music. I cannot make music to save my life, but I love trying to learn to play new instruments yeah. and just listening to all different kinds of bands. There's like not a genre of music that I will not listen to. This is why Alex and I are friends, because I'm the exact same way. I'm like tone deaf when it comes to trying to play music, but I will listen to literally. Yeah. I will listen to anything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, say, but I can't like I don't care what I listen to really but like I did a guitar program for like two weeks once and then I gave up I did too yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I can't really it's that's definitely not my thing uh yeah so let's let's see okay let's go into something that some young coaster photographers that are trying to get into the game might like so what is something you see people doing wrong when they're trying to take pictures of coasters I think a lot of people try to force it and force like, you know, force the issue and think they're going to have these great pictures right away. And some of them do, but I think, you know, early on, especially younger photographers get really frustrated, really easy when their pictures aren't coming out as good as what they see other people doing. And, you know, I try to explain to people, if you go back and look at the first pictures on my account, so from October and November of 2016, (laughs) they were absolute garbage. And I had no idea what I was doing. And for me, I enjoyed learning how not only to take better pictures and, and to, kind of process things but to how to edit and stuff like that as well um yeah so I, I think they just they put too much into oh i should be as good as some of these guys right away or how do these guys do it and blah 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 yeah. the other thing too is they think that it need you need this all this expensive equipment to be good at it and you absolutely mm-hmm. do not yeah like a lot of people think like i'm on a high-end sony camera but my my camera that i use is literally six hundred dollars and that's canadian so it's like literally like 500 american Right, it's not like some like fancy camera. But like, obviously, you didn't you fully. Did you start with that camera that you're using now? No, this is the it's third the one D90. I've had. I had the first yeah. one I had was a Nikon D90. Um, it was recommended by a guy named Tom Bricker, who's a basically yeah. a Disney photographer. He runs DisneyTouristBlog.com. Uh, he is a huh. phenomenal photographer. Um, he recommended that back in well, like 2008, 2009. Um, yeah. when I got back into photography, I got a D7200 which is kind of the top end of the crop sensor cameras at the time. And then I, about two two years ago, two and a half years ago, I went to the D750 and I've been super happy with that. Although I'm still looking at the Sony a7R4. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're almost there. You're getting there. (laughs) I'm almost there, yeah. So yeah, I was going to say the same thing Bob said about the equipment. Um, You do not need, actually, you do not need a DSLR or point and shoot camera in general. The best camera that you have is the one that you already have. Your cell phone camera is so much more powerful than you think it is. Some of the best pictures I have ever taken have come off of like 
a Samsung Galaxy 4 or just a Pixel 2. Like, not even, like, yeah. recent models, but, like, just just cell phones. Like, yeah. the equipment People, that you have, don't take it for granted. Get go with it because it can be good if you get go with it. Yeah, yep. people underestimate the power of what's in their pockets. Especially the, the newer iPhone cameras are incredible. God, I just yeah. bought a new iPhone. My iPhone camera is amazing. I have a yeah, Galaxy XS Plus, and it's pretty good, but it doesn't compare to the iPhone. It's unbelievable. Yeah, in terms of what Bob said at the start about comparing yourself to others, I feel that it's um, a lot of people, what they do is they weigh, they overcompare themselves, and sometimes scrolling through your feed on Instagram of just all these high-end people that you follow that have been doing it for years and years, right? It, they put themselves down and they don't think of how long they've been doing this for, right? But on the other end, looking through your feed can also inspire you to want to become more like them. Yeah, I think also there's another side of that. Like if people take it the right way, the inspiration, and it can try and force them to want to be better in the end, right? And it can force them to work harder and practice more right and just get out there and try so yeah i think really- the other thing too is like a lot of a lot of the younger photographers especially and we say younger but we mean i guess inexperienced because there's a lot of people that don't start until they're older yeah. like i am too but especially mm-hmm. with the younger ones they get discouraged really easily and i, I can't tell you how many times I and mean, it happened with you it happened with carson a couple other people yeah. where i've been like looking through your feet and i have be like holy crap this is a really good picture i should try to get this shot or what the heck is this angle yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that like there's been lots of times when there's been a photographer that that i just found out about or just met and i'm like mm-hmm. holy cow they're way better than i would ever have expected for somebody that young and um yeah. so i think that you know you can't get discouraged too easy like the the journey of learning how to do it was just as fun as as being able to do it has, has been for me yeah it's all about the process just to elaborate along, on right? that too I, mm-hmm. I think it's just as important to maybe don't compare yourself to the, the bigger photographers right away, but like take yeah. inspiration from them. But on that note, don't try to be like everybody else. Find your yeah. own style because there are so many people that try to do the same thing. It is yeah. it's still fairly simple to try to find your own style in the Instagram community and stick out and be unique. And sticking out and being unique will get you attention. That's That's really true. Yeah, it's... It's also a lot about your editing style. Don't just like touch yes. up your photos a little bit. Like you can, you can, don't be afraid to edit your pictures and post process them. Just don't do whatever you don't, don't, don't over edit them. That kills me. Yeah. Over editing <laughs> is so much worse than under editing. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Another thing sort of for the beginners, a lot of people um, say that if you really want to create the time for something, if, sorry, if you really want to do something, you're going to create the time for it. Do you think that's this can apply to new photographers that want to be traveling more but often use the excuse that they can't? I mean, you because know, some some yeah. people can't. They I mean they just literally can't between work uh-huh. and some of, you know, adults that have kids and yeah. kids that don't have the means to travel, uh things like that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's it's a legit reason. I mean, it is what it is, but that doesn't mean yeah. you can't go out and walk around your neighborhood and just shoot random things and learn how to take uh-huh. better pictures that way and stuff like that. I mean, we're all we're all stuck in this bubble right now where we can't go out to parks and things like that. And yeah. it's, you know, for me, it's super annoying to obviously not be able to go, but like, you know, obviously, you know, parks are the things that I like shooting the most, but it doesn't stop me from walking around and taking pictures of animals and flowers and all yeah. kinds of stuff. The and dogs. And do- yeah, and my dogs and, and uh-huh. tweaking it and trying to, trying to get better that way and just trying to create something that way. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. that the time thing can be a legit reason, but 
we can't also use it as an excuse if it's not a legit reason. If we're just being lazy or we don't feel like putting yeah. the work in because you're never going to get something if you don't work for it. Yeah, very true. I mean, Tyler, you and I come from the same situation here where we both yeah. started taking pictures for a very, very long time of just our home parks. Yep, I had... And- I had 2,000 followers before I went to my second park. I think I had somewhere around 800 before I went and traveled to a park. Yeah. So like, if if you just take your camera and dedicate yourself, there are plenty of angles to whatever home park it yeah. is. It doesn't matter how oversaturated the community is at your home park. There uh-huh. are new angles and there are opportunities for you to go take out and get pictures that nobody else has. Definitely. Like and, a big thing I've found is... Um, like what I do in order to not screw up, like, cause obviously you don't some, like certain times I felt, I don't want to take my camera with me today. Cause I don't want to ruin the experience of the friends I'm with today. Right. Like you can put it that way. And, um, but like what I've done is sort of like when I'm at my home park, I'll go and I'll just go for one day. I'll literally just get two rides at the start of the day when there's no lines. And then the rest of the day, I'll just shoot away. Right. Like once the lines hit, I'll just shoot away and I'll just get enough pictures for like an insanely long time. Right. And I'm just stacked there and I don't have to worry about come, going with my camera every time and shooting. Right. Because I have those then. I don't have to worry about ruining the experiences that could have. Yeah. Had for there. me, for me, I get headaches really easily. So um, it helps for me because I can pace myself between coasters. I'm running between coasters thinking I got to yeah. get in as many rides as I can yeah. all day long and everything. For sure. Again, if you can't bring your camera to a park because you're busy or you're out with friends, and you don't want to lug around that bag. Yeah. Your cell phone is perfectly fine to take pictures with still. So just in between uh-huh. rides while you're walking around, use your cell phone. Or you can't sure. bring a camera to a park because it's a Six Flags park. Right, right, right. <laughs> Great Overdorf. adventure with the 600 mil. At Over Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why some parks have to be uh, strict about that. Like, what do you care? They've relaxed it a lot, but it's just it's just silly. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's a story for another podcast. I never understand <laughs> that rule. Parks parks being annoying on their uh, camera restrictions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how old were you guys when you rode your first roller coasters? I was four. I rode Big Dipper at Joggle Lake with my dad. Although I might have ridden some kiddie coaster before that, but that's the first one I legit remember was yeah uh, Big Dipper at Joggle Lake, nineteen eighty seven, I think. Uh huh. Oh Lord, I, <laughs> I was probably around, probably around four or five. It was Carowinds for sure. I think it yeah. was what was it, Taxi Jam at the time? I think they called or... it. They, it was named Taxi Jam. No, I <sighs> Carowinds did have a Taxi Jam. I don't remember what that. I don't remember what it was called. called. I literally don't remember the theme of the. It's it's the little baby coaster that they have all the cedar, at all the Cedar Fair parks. I just don't remember what it was called at the time. The one well, that's it's the one that's now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. What's it called? The one that uh, Wonderland that Daniel's been stolen to get credits like eight times. Yeah. <laughs> they always do. Who is it? You did. I did. Cal- yeah. I. I have. I have no, <laughs> no shame. Uh, was it? Was it? Hey Arnold's taxi chase, Alex. Yes, that was it. That was it. <laughs> that's what it was that called. Was it. Called it yeah. Hey I just looked that up. <laughs> hey Arnold. Yeah, that was it. What a throwback. <laughs> Tyler, if you're yeah. not familiar with Hey Arnold, Hey Arnold was one of the greatest cartoons of our childhood. No, is it like that YouTube channel now? What? I have There's no a YouTube idea. channel called Hey Arnold. It has like 4 million subscribers. I don't know. 
I just yeah, know Hey Arnold. It's, it's like an animated. It's an no, animated. If you have, no, if you have a chance to ever go back and watch all of Hey Arnold and Rocco's Modern Life, you absolutely have to. To get, an idea, of the, the, to get an idea of the feel for Hey Arnold, his head was literally shaped like a football, and that was basically the oh, no. joke of the entire show. It was just, yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty much fo- he was football head. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, do you guys have any funny park stories that you want to share? Um. There are, I have lots of them, but I don't know how many of them are appropriate. Um, <laughs> I have the one of our friend disappearing at um, Steel Vengeance Media Day because he had thirsty pony fries the night before oh, and yeah. he couldn't find him for forty five minutes. <laughs> oh, um, when I speaking going back to the camera thing, when I went to um, Great Adventure, who at the time was there, I think they've lessened it up now, but they were really known for being strict about cameras. Yeah, I went there like a week after I was at Six Flags New England and Six Flags New England didn't even question my camera. And when I went to bring it in, I got stopped by this security guard who looked like Tyler Perry dressed as Medea. <laughs> I had to like, I, I literally argued with her for like 15 minutes. I'm like, I was just at Six Flags New England. They let me bring it in. They didn't give me any problems. <laughs> finally, she let me bring it in. And I, oh, a couple really? of people had asked me that day how I got it in. I was like, I just straight up argued with her and told her this is bullcrap. <laughs> and, uh, I'll let Alex go because I gotta think. There, there's definitely more, but I just gotta yeah, think. Yeah, we'll come are. back to you. We'll come back to you. So, um, at the the Ace event at Dollywood late last yeah. year, uh-huh. um, we had a we had a big group of people. Um, uh-huh. Keep in mind, Dollywood, Tennessee. It's when you get towards late fall, it gets cold, right? Yeah. Especially when the sun goes down. So you know, uh, last rise of the night or lightning rod because ERT. Um, we have like the Coaster Idiots crew plus friends. We have like yeah. good 16 people line up on this train. And we all uh-huh. decide, you know what? We're going to strip down to just our t-shirts and our shorts. And we're going to ride Lightning Rod in oh, no. 30 oh, no. degrees oh, Fahrenheit geez. in just t-shirts. Oh, no. <laughs> that was one of the the worst decisions and best decisions of my life ever. <laughs> what, when did you realize... Was it like as you're pulling oh, out of the station? Immediately as I pulled out of the station, I was like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> right, is it too well. late to turn back? To, to go uh, off of that, um, when I went to, I went down to Disney World in 2010. It was the only time I've ever gone that wasn't spring or summer. I went at Christmas time. Yeah. And the fir- now, to mind you, the first like two or three days were great because for some reason, my last week of school ended in the middle of the week, which it never usually does. So I had like... I got out on a Wednesday. I flew out that night. So like yeah. Wednesday night and Thursday and Friday, there was, it was dead as hell. And then as soon as Saturday hit, it was packed. But yeah. the first night I'm there and I was with my cousin at the time who was probably about, about your age, Tyler. And um, the first night we're there, mind you, this is for whatever reason, Florida went through its like worst cold spell in like 30 years. I remember waiting outside for a rock and roller coaster, like out in the queue and it was 23 degrees outside. No. In Florida? <laughs> so when we first got to Magic Kingdom um, that night, I was like, uh, I was like, I really want to go on Splash Mountain because it's my favorite ride. I go, I guarantee, I goes, they'll have the water jets like turned down. Yeah. They're not going to spray anybody going up the hill or anything like that because it's cold out, right? I was like, they'll have it all turned uh-huh. down. Um, yeah. And mind you, I'd been on it 20 times before then and barely got wet. So, of course, I got absolutely drenched. And it's like midnight because it was extra magic hours. Of course. <laughs> so, we had to walk back to the front gate, completely soaked, all the way out to the monorail to get back to the, to the hotel I'm sorry, back Aww. to the monorail to get to the TTC to get to the bus to go back to the hotel. Drenched the whole way. So we go back. We were staying at Caribbean Aww. Beach. So we're walking from the bus stop to our, our hotel room at Caribbean Aww. Beach. Yeah. And we're like, 
we're like, well, shit, let's go, let's go jump in the pool. We're soaked already. It's, it's heated, right? So we jump in the pool. <laughs> wasn't heated at oh, all. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. Oh, oh for two. Literally frozen, nice. frozen to our core. Um, yeah, that was not not the greatest. Not the worst. And then the other the other thing was was two things. Last year and the year before, both at Coaster Mania, I yeah. remember being uh, hanging out with Taylor. And uh-huh. the first year, so twenty eighteen, him and Alec got pooped on by like three birds at once. Just got crapped in his hair <laughs> and everything else. And then the last year when we went, I got a, there's a video of it, I think somewhere. Of I course, it. someone recorded whatever happened. No, no, it wasn't that it happened. It was a video of me reacting to it afterward. We rode Blue oh. Streak and he was sitting in front of me and Wyatt. Oh, I remember that. And <laughs> as we're pulling out of the station, make the left-hand turn to go up the lift hill, a, a blackbird came out of the tree and just started attacking his hair. Because <laughs> those things are super territorial and vicious and it just attacked the crap out of his hair. And he's like, imagine yeah. Taylor just swinging, trying to like beat a bird out of his hair. Oh, by oh. V just looking at his. I didn't. Went to Cedar Point once, and their car. They came out, and their car was like had like a dead bird on the front. That was that was oh that was the same day. That was that was Taylor. That was that was no way. That was the same that day. Was Taylor. That was um uh what's his face uh, Lucas's car. They had hit a bird, and somebody left a note saying. You hit a bird and it's stuck in the front of your car. R.I.P. Bird. And it was like a picture of a dead bird with extra eyes. <laughs> and then I have the video of that too. I'll have to show it to you sometime. Of, of <laughs> Taylor trying to like pull the bird out with his feet and getting all grossed out. So then like he he got grossed out. So I started like kicking it and it just split in half and like fell. <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was uh quite quite the experience. Yeah. So I have I have another story about that same trip yeah. by the way that I explained earlier. So yeah. The Dollywood Ace. Yeah. Yes. This this was this weekend was a whole fiasco. Oh no. So we were there. I took off the whole weekend to just do Dollywood the whole weekend while I was up there, right? Yeah. So the Ace event I think was on Saturday, and then uh-huh. next Sunday, yeah, uh, we went to Dollywood again. I went with a couple friends. Uh, when we got back to leave, um, I didn't have my keys or my wallet anymore. Oh no. Um, the park was closed. It was closed. Um, Wait, was this your last day? This was my last day in Tennessee. I did not have... I was supposed to drive home that day. Oh, that night. Jeez. That that night. Um, no, I don't have any hotel. I don't have any extra spare keys. <laughs> I don't have any way to pay for anything. Yikes. So I have to have, like, Dollywood security call somebody to come pry my car open no. in the middle of the night. To keep my, it's, like, it's like 11 p.m. at this point. Um, while my mom tries to find a hotel that she can book the night of oh, no. for me. <laughs> Wait, so your mom's at home trying to book you a hotel? Yes, at in the Dolly- middle of the night. It's like 11 At 11 night. o'clock with the security guard trying to pry your door open. Yes, yes. While my car alarm keeps blaring because it doesn't want to be broken into <laughs> the entire time. I just like, I'm oh like, like, 10 minutes in, I'm like, I'm in tears. I just cannot handle myself. That's worse. So like, I have like I have to pay like three hundred dollars to get an extra key made so I can turn my car on. Uh, this was the next day I had to get another key made. Yeah. But after what? I get the key made, while well, I'm sitting in the dollar parking lot, and after I get the key made, yeah. I said, "All right, time to go home." I drive like fifteen minutes toward to go home, and I get a yeah. call from Dollywood Security saying, "Hey, we found your keys." <laughs> Where did they find them at? I don't know. They said it was in a ride lockout area, but they didn't tell me what ride it was. 
Look, oh, so you lost so it on a ride. <laughs> I lost it on a ride, but I don't know where. Wow. <laughs> That's annoying. That'll haunt you forever now. I, I I know. So now I'm like super, I'm always super conscious when I go to parks now because I'm like, are my zippers zipped? Are everything in my pockets yeah. good? I pat yeah. myself down every time I get on a ride. <laughs> yeah, That's I've, uh, I'm, I, I, I live my life in a hurry, it seems like. And I, when I first bought that, um, 24 to 70 lens, that one that was like a thousand bucks. Um, I had just bought that gear bag, which was like $300, super nice bag. I recommend uh-huh. it to anybody that can afford it. Um, <laughs> and it has both sides unzip and I unzip one side to get the camera out. And then I unzip no. the other side to get the lens out and I closed the side. I unzipped to get the lens out, but I didn't realize I didn't unzip the, or zip up the other side. And as no. soon as I went to move, it fell out and cracked <laughs> the filter ring on it. Like a week after I bought it. Oh, at least you had a filter on it, though. I so didn't have a filter. I didn't. I didn't have a filter on it, but it cracked the filter ring, but it didn't touch the glass on oh, the lens. Okay. Oh, okay. Lucky though. That's really no, lucky. It still works perfectly fine, luckily. Well, remember that time we were at we were at Cedar. Well, not that time. There was only one time, but we were at night. We were at Cedar Point, right? And it was mm-hmm. last ride. We were about to walk out, and we we hit. We saw Raptor was empty. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming next. So, what happened, Alex? I don't. We probably didn't tell you this story. So. Yeah. Um, we, we went to the front and it was just, I think it was just you and me, right? Cause your brother was still back with your dad somewhere. Um, they were somewhere. My mom was like just sitting on a bench. Yeah. Your mom was sitting there. So I'm like, Tyler, let's go. The Raptor earlier in the day had a huge line, but I'm like, let's go ride Raptor. And so I, am like, I, I warned him about the transition Transition. into the brakes on Raptor and he didn't, he didn't like believe (laughs) me. I didn't, I didn't know how bad it could be. I didn't think, I didn't think that was, could be a thing. I yeah, looked, we, <laughs> we were both sitting on the ends and I was on the right side and he was on the left side and yeah. we hit that we hit that and I just looked down at him and he had this look of absolute terror on his face. <laughs> the rocket was going to fly off the tracks. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> it was so funny. That was uh like and then like a month later I took uh Declan on his first ride on Steel Vengeance Tyler and yeah. when we came out of the second inversion uh-huh. So you go down like the that hill. Stall, yeah. It, it, well, yeah, it, it like you know it jerks you back real hard. He yeah, just yeah, like bitch slapped me right across the face. <laughs> <laughs> like stunned the whole ride. Like I was, it was like That's accident, but it, was, it was quite hilarious. Oh, he hates Steel Vengeance. He has beef with Steel Vengeance. I know he's going to be listening to this. I need I need a full paragraph explanation on why you hate Steel Vengeance. Okay, text it to me right when you listen to this. <laughs> and put a picture of Ted in that in that. Yeah, of course. Well. Everyone loves Ted. Ted the horse. See, um, yeah. So you know how like the Skyrocket two cars are like super tiny. Oh my god, yeah. they're so, so uncomfortable. Oh my. Okay. So my first ride on Tigris, right? I sprint Tigris. to the front of the park. I get front row. I'm like first one in line as as it opens at front row. Yeah. And this group of like what looks like big, like beefy, like college football <laughs> players walks up right behind me, and like. <laughs> No lie, the biggest guy says, I'm gonna ride by myself and looks right at the front row and walks <laughs> right up next to me. This guy had no idea how big he was because the entire ride he was just slamming into the side of me the entire time. <laughs> See, those skyrocket two seats are not meant to fit big people, they just are not. No. No, especially I have I have pretty big feet for only being five eight, and like you can barely fit your feet in there and your legs. Like oh, it's can't. so tight. Um, the the two that um, so phobia and uh Superman, the ones that have just the lap bars, they were a little bit better. It, it, they're probably exactly the same size, but it seemed better because of the lap bars. Uh-huh. But 
the right. other ones, all the the other ones that I've been on, which I think there's three of them, they were just brutal. And I don't the the comfort collars actually. I mean, I never really had that big of a problem with them. I mean, they're annoying, but they're not like mm-hmm. super super painful or anything. They're fine. Yeah. But it makes you. I tell you what, though, on Tigris, I lifted it up and then I had to shift in the seat and I dropped it and it landed on my head and it hurt. <laughs> it is heavy. Oh no! For those yeah. that don't know Skyrocket Two and don't understand the whole comfort collar thing, the comfort collars aren't just plastic. They have a no, really. foam. Yeah, they're not bad. They were fine. It's just the the size of the trains is what kills. I mean, um, yeah, that was painful. We ran to the. Um, I, I also I had my camera. I don't know. I threw my camera in one of the lockers there, and because uh-huh. BGT is one of my f- absolute favorite parks. Um, uh-huh. So when I was there last year. I threw my camera in one of the lockers, and then I ran back there right at opening because it was the only credit I didn't have other than like the kitty coaster, yeah. which I still haven't ridden, but whatever. Um, uh-huh. And when you get. I haven't ridden it either. I have everything there other than Tigers. I don't either. We're all missing the same credit. When you get get right before Shikra, though, if you get there at opening, they don't open the section where Shikra and Tigers is for like another half hour. No, I didn't know that either. Literally, it was like the hottest day I've ever been at a park. And I'm standing there. I'm in the, mind you, I'm in the middle of like a, which is like a concert crowd. So I'm like surrounded by people shoulder to shoulder. I can't get out of it. And I had to stand there for like, 30 minutes waiting for that part of the park to open. I'm sitting there thinking in my head, I'm like, well, crap, I would have went to the side with Montu that's open already had I known this and came back here later and just waited 20 minutes or whatever, rather than have to worry about it. I, I didn't wait yeah. at all. I waited like one train, but um, yeah, I did. I had no idea they did that because I have never, I don't want to say never, but I very rarely encountered a park that opened staggered like yeah. that. That's weird. Like unless well, it's, it's like, ERT. Like Ken, Kennywood yeah. opens at 10 and then doesn't open rides till 1030, but that's a more common thing than yeah, like, just, you can get into Wonderland at nine thirty, and then rides open at ten. Unless they right. open, unless it's CRT, right? Then rides open at nine, right? Or like a section or whatever. But I think most most Cedar Fair parks do that, right? Like yeah, they open like an hour every Sunday or whatever. Yeah, holders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Kings Dominion only opens like Dominator, or and maybe like the um, Woodstock Express or something. Yeah. Like some like like once a month there's Leviathan section, then the next weekend is uh, Behemoth section, then Yukon section, and they have like the different whatever sections. Yeah. This yeah, time yeah. we were on Leviathan, I was riding with I don't remember. I think it was like no, it wasn't an other coaster enthusiast. It was just one day when I was there with my friends, and we're riding. We're like second back row, right? It was a pretty busy day, and we go over the one of the last hills, right? Like it was right around, or actually it was like after the Hammerhead turn, like the turnaround. Mm-hmm. And where you fly like over the front gate, kind of like the second time when you fly over the front gate, someone's phone flew out from a couple rows in front of us and hit me in the forehead. Oh. And then it and then it fell to the ground. And then I knew someone else, like another coaster enthusiast that was coming that afternoon. So I told her to go look there when she came in and she found the phone. The day I get hit with somebody's phone from in front of me is the day I drag somebody off a coaster and beat them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then the funny the direct row in front of us there was another row of coaster enthusiasts that i then met that day later that day that i didn't know and they apparently knew whose phone it was and then they were able to reunite it at the end it was kind of cool but i think the phone was shattered because it flew off like a like then, five uh, stories from the real quick, one, one more story here and then you can move yeah. on since we just took yeah, a yeah. bunch of time on that um, <laughs> sorry last, yeah, i was watching our like last ride of the day at um steel vengeance media day um yeah. so it's me, my friend Nick, um, John, Coaster Bean, uh, Aaron from Pursuit mm-hmm. of Thrills, Jansen, Jansen's two kids. That might have been it. 
Um, all of us, we go, we go back on it and we get, we're all in the like back couple rows and Rob Alvey's riding in the front row. Oh no. Now mind you, like, you know, I know all the stuff with Rob and and everything online, blah, blah, blah. But like, he was very cordial there and he was very nice. Um, but he'd sit in the front row. So we decided, okay, we're going to mess with him. So we start going through the course of steel vengeance. And I I think, you know, this story, I think Tyler, um, and as we're going through every element, we're just yelling, Twisty! Whoa! I don't know that. I never heard that. Oh, I thought I told you that. Yeah, so we're just I like... He was all, recording. He yeah, was recording. we're doing all his mannerisms like the whole ride. No. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Is it... Can you hear it in the video? In the POV? It wasn't, on, or it wasn't on my POV. No, it was like way later in the day. No, I mean uh, on his... Like if he was recording then. He wasn't recording. It, he uh. had written a bunch of times already anyway. No, I don't uh, know if he heard us or not. He probably would have laughed because we, yeah. we were just like trolling him. That's so that been awesome. He had been recording a POV and he did that. Yeah, and then you just look at it later. <laughs> but I, he probably, I mean, knowing Rob, Rob would have been like, oh, no, I told him to do that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Just probably. Like, <laughs> okay, so let's finally move on after like 15 minutes. <laughs> so, so what are some myths that you guys, people fall for when it comes to growing their accounts? For example, they're only able to grow their accounts if they have tons of money and time to travel. Something no. like that. I, I can count on one hand how many like times I've done like general myth. I can count on one hand how many times I've done like follow for follow and stuff like that. I mean, I don't have a problem with doing it, but yeah. I never saw the need to do it. And I, I guess I'm a firm oh. believer in like growing your account organically. And I, I cannot stand when like the whole like buying followers thing and stuff like that. It's such a joke. And you can clearly yeah, see when no. somebody's all of a sudden somebody's increased, you know, 275 followers in an hour and things like that. And reference from just, the other day. <laughs> I mean, whatever, I guess. Um, yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. And uh, you see people that go up, like, from, like, 5,000 followers to 20,000 followers overnight. And it's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, but, you know what? If people want to pay that money and waste their money on spam followers, it's whatever. Um, yeah. For me, I just, I'm still, to this day, you know, three and a half, four years later, stunned at how my account grew and, and, and what came out of it. And uh-huh. just, like, I, I've told you this before, like, the... You wouldn't, I met you guys both about a year ago, the mm-hmm. last month, I think is when I met both of you. And you wouldn't know from having talked to me that like, I'm a pretty like quiet guy normally. Um, yeah. And the amount of people I've met and friends I've made from, from just naturally growing this account has been absolutely incredible. I just, it's, it's amazing to me. And it's opened a lot of doors for me from the photography perspective, from the friend perspective, stuff like that. Like, and I'm just, I'm still amazed by it to this day. And uh, I just think that like, Again, it's another thing where, like, you don't need to force the issue. And, like, I hate hearing people whine. It's like, oh, I can't gain, I can't gain followers. I'm not getting a lot of likes. Like, uh-huh. you should never, ever, ever live your life based on how many followers you have and how many likes you get. Like, that's that's stupid. Yeah. Um, just let stuff go on its own and stop worrying about it. That's that's a very yeah. good. That's very true. Yeah, I want to. I agree. I have to agree with Bob on that one. If you, if your uh, outlook on your account is that you're solely doing it for the likes or followers, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. As a photographer, your main mm-hmm. goal should be to be taking photos to share with other people for your love of photography and just because yeah, you like sharing exactly. your photos, right? Photos and that that'll you ultimately enjoy. get you the furthest. Yep. Uh huh. If yeah, it's like a balance of both. Like you don't go in it with the goal of getting a following but you come out with it right like it's right it's, it's weird how that works it just does i that's what i'm saying i never went into it with this idea of oh i want all these followers is that i just wanted somewhere to put my pictures and right and turning into this massive thing where i'm like approaching nine thousand followers and i'm still stunned yeah. by it 
Like when I hit like three thousand, I was like, like I was like whatever still, because right, it wasn't like I never really cared about that as much as I had about like just like posting good pictures. When what I've sort of felt to step back and do is I stopped posting every day because I could realistically I have enough pictures to keep posting every day, but I don't want to post those mediocre pictures. I only want to post the best of right. my of myself, yeah, right? Like rules. I don't want right. to. Yeah, like I could be posting every day, but I I'm think it's also funny how like. I, I don't know how to react when people get like starstruck by me and it's the weirdest feeling on earth when people like every, like people come up and like oh I love your pictures I'm just like oh thanks thanks for supporting me like I don't know I don't know what to say because like I'm never I don't yeah. get starstruck by anybody it's just how I am it's like whatever but it's just it's it, I think when like now that I've met a lot of these people that have these big accounts and stuff and lots of followers and you know the um couple of super uh like coaster accounts that have ten thousand plus like legit followers yeah. like they're all like the most normal people on earth and like the <laughs> nicest people and and i think i think once yeah. you get you know start talking to people and start traveling and stuff and realizing it, like it's it's amazing yeah it just it just comes in time it comes with time yeah. right it's all about just like keep posting things people want to see and what you like what you enjoy there's going to be other people that enjoy it too exactly yeah just do what you want with your account like it's your account have fun with it exactly yeah it's all all you and, you know, to go back real fast to the people say, complaining about, like, you know, follower counts and stuff like that, you got to realize that, like, roller coaster and amusement park stuff is such a niche market for anything. So it is. It, it's, it's, there's such a small amount of people that are so interested in it that they're willing to invest their time and then click like and click follow and sometimes yeah. spend money, you know, and I sell prints and things like that occasionally. It's so such a small you know subpopulation that that yeah you, you have to realize that as well that's why i've always been surprised how taylor's gained such a following right like it's like when you think about it there's some people that can like not grow because they think it's in like such a niche or niche whatever you want to call it audience right like such a niche mm. um demographic of people but then you go and you say look what i could do if i work hard and what taylor has become if you go back and look at his first videos right to his cinematics that he's producing today, right? Oh, the, like it's all. Oh yeah, no, just, it's amazing. He kept pushing, yeah. It's yeah, it's genuinely impressive. It really. Yeah, is. if you want to, if you want to see how crappy he was when he first started, go watch his reaction video to his like his video at King's Dominion when he was like fourteen or whatever, <laughs> and it's it's quite quite hilarious <laughs> from both perspectives. Yeah. Uh huh. He's. It's like. You think it's such a small audience, but then you go look at those bigger channels and there's like, oh, there is still room to grow because there is people that enjoy this out there that aren't necessarily in the community yet. But if they start watching or seeing your content, they could pull in, right? Right. Uh-huh. It's just they're not there yet, but they'll, they'll be there in the future. So have you guys found yourself getting inspired by other photographers or do you like to go with completely your own style? I think it's a good mix. I think that uh-huh. we had, I had this discussion yesterday um, with some guys I'm in a group chat with because there was a thing about somebody copying the style of somebody yeah. else, like almost like verbatim. Uh-huh. And, you know, they, they said, you know, should we be angered by this? Like if, if this was me in this situation, would I be angered by it? And I kind of, yeah. I, I thought about it. I, I saw it from both sides. I, I think, you know, what's the, the saying that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And I've seen people, <laughs> do the same yeah. stuff that I've done. And I don't, it's like, I don't care, whatever. Um, but at the same time, like I know that I've looked at, there's a couple pictures that I've taken for sure that I've seen 
that um, John or Jansen have taken that I've tried to do the same, but not exactly the same and change it my own way and things like that. Um, it's like the thing about like copying your homework and making sure the teacher don't know by changing a little bit, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. So it's a good So I, I guess I am inspired somewhat by things people do. I, I guess I'm more curious than anything else. Like I really like when I see something, I'm like, how the hell did they get this angle or where did this come from? Or yeah. what technique did they use? Something like that. Um, to kind of go about it myself more than anything else. I, I like to learn yeah. that stuff. I, you'll find that a large majority of the theme park photographers are willing to share secrets and things with you and tell you yeah. about stuff. There's only they a few will. that I've encountered that are just like not willing to tell you anything. That's whatever. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Like um, how I, when I started my account, I actually found myself like sending a spam message to a bunch of people. Do you have tips for growing your account and taking like roller coaster photography? And you were, were you one of them? You might've been. Um, Probably I don't know. I think I reached out to you to ask you something about a picture you took or something and then it just went from there i think i can't or, remember no i think actually it was probably that probably happened but it was after i slid up on your story about your pin board because remember i asked you about that and yeah there was something with that and then there was something the, with that and then something with baseball i think and then because i think uh, we talked about baseball long before we oh talked boy. about pictures of coasters so. <laughs> yeah but yeah but yeah i i uh like i said i i i like I don't think I have my own style necessarily. Like, I just think I just like to uh-huh. take good pictures. And if I go one way with one style, one way with another, like, I hate when people are like, Oh, like I want to change the theme of my account. I'm like, I don't have a theme. I just do my thing. Yeah. I, I at one point was trying to do that for myself. And then I sort of gave up on it. I'm like, I'm just going to make each picture individually look their best. It's too much work. And you lock yourself into something. And I don't like doing that. Fair enough. Yeah. Alex, what's your take on that? So mine's very different. Um, yeah, I definitely. I know you like. To, I, I know you like to style your page with your. Yes, right, with your I similarly am, edited. I'm a huge editing person. All my pictures are like, especially recently, they have, they're heavy edits, but they're not to the point where they're over edited necessarily. They're yeah. like themed edits, right? Yeah, that's but, a good. That's a good word. Themed edits. Yeah, uh-huh. when I started out, I definitely had huge inspirations. There was not really it's not when i first started out my account was nowhere near what it's like now it was kind of a hybrid construction update photography general carolyn's account and i kind of had inspiration from i think it was uh did you do do a bunch of video stuff early on too i did a little bit i didn't much okay um i did I had heavy inspiration from Amusement Insiders to start with just to get the account up and running because I knew that there yeah. weren't many people covering Copperhead Strikes construction and I wanted mm-hmm. to do that. And so that's where I got my account started. Uh, from there, I started like following more people on Instagram and noticing that there's this, there is this niche community of coaster photographers. Now, I wanted to yeah. be involved in that. Um, I remember seeing Bob's page, um, Aaron's page, Pursuit of Thrills. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one I can't think of right now. Oh, Eric, Carowinds Capture. That was another one. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then from there, I just kind of like saw this. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I just have to practice and get better at it. And as I, I, I went through a lot of equipment. It wasn't necessarily that I bought equipment. It's just that my equipment would die on me or that it's I would have technical issues. But I had a hard time learning at first, but it was about like this time last year where I got 
like uh, it was a Rebel T3i, and that was my first yeah. camera that was personally mine, and that I got to use in the parks whenever I wanted to. Uh-huh. From there, I also got editing software. I got Lightroom Mobile to start with, mm-hmm. and I loved Lightroom. I discovered editing, and I fell in love with editing my pictures to the point yeah. where I have edited every single picture I've ever taken since that point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't post anything that's not edited. Yeah, like same like my edit my if like if you go to your page right and you look at and you look at like the most recent like nine like nine to ten photos right like you can see that very golden grayish like vibe and it looks really good but the thing with that is it's like really it's really hard right so that's is. why I think it a lot hard. of people and it also takes, like hmm. yeah it takes practice a lot of practice yeah. Do you have a preset that you're using for that, or are you just doing um, every single one? Separately? I actually, I have like a couple preset packs, and sometimes I use them, and sometimes I just manually work my way towards that. Uh-huh. There, I have like a gazillion other photos that I'm holding on to that I just haven't posted yeah. yet because I'm gonna eventually have to switch over from that because at the current rate and because we're stuck inside, I can't yeah. get more photos right. So eventually, I'm going to run out of photos of this theme. That's true. Yeah. Unless do you do you keep your raws? I do keep my raws, and I have been re-editing photos, and that's kind of where I've yeah. gotten all these photos from. Uh huh. Yeah, because that's that's the way you could kind of go with it if you have your old photos and you want to put them at the top of the feed like nicely. Yeah, like as a way to keep content going when you're stuck. Yeah, yeah, but like I didn't have my own style in the beginning, but I definitely definitely have my own style now. Yeah, it's you do. Very you do, noticeable do. now. Uh huh. Like I feel like people go to bob's page because he has that more variety of like every single park literally in north america like a Mm -hmm. majority of parks Mm -hmm. people go to you because they love your theme right and your aspect of how your page looks right right and well obviously most a majority of my followers are because they're wonderland people right like they're not even coaster enthusiasts they just like canada's wonderland (laughs) um but yeah so it's just like everyone has their own kind of different audience right and it's very unique to them and it's just about learning your audience and figuring out a way to to please them, I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't pay attention to a lot of like like I said before, like about the likes and stuff like that. I, I don't yeah. pay attention to it where it like bothers me, but at the same time I'm like I try to figure out, okay, this picture got four hundred likes, this picture got six hundred likes, blah blah blah. But yeah. I've never been able to nail down any kind of formula for making that work. Like I, you know, everybody's like, oh, it depends on the time of day you post, depends on your interaction with people, yeah. stuff like that. It, it, Like, I have not found that to be, I've tried yeah. to figure it out and I've, I've just given up on trying to decode the algorithm because it's a joke. It is. It, it's tricky. The only thing that I really found that helps at all is just post consistently. It doesn't really right. matter how yeah. much, how consistently or just, just make your intervals in between photos about the same and eventually I'll grow a yeah. following. It's yeah. Yeah, mine are every other day now. Like they were every day around like within the same like two hour span maybe. But now I've been scheduling my posts. So I have them at the like exact same time every like every two days now. So I feel like that's been helping. And I have kind of been getting more likes. But on the other hand, I have I've been getting a lot of less likes since this all started because people have like given up on amusement parks that they were getting hype for the season. Right. Right. Like GP people. Like that aren't necessarily coaster enthusiasts that just like like looking at my page personally because they're Wonderland fans, and I've been getting less traction and less traction there because they're not hyped for the season anymore. Right. Yeah. 
So on the topic of being stuck inside, what are some things, just a couple things that you guys have been doing to keep your self occupied and personal growth during this time of isolation? So funny enough, I have a sleep schedule like an old man usually. Like I, <laughs> I feel because I have narcolepsy, I feel the best when I go to bed at like ten thirty and I'm up at five thirty for school. Like I feel that's mm-hmm. I don't feel any more tired than I already am. But literally since this started, I, I literally from like nine thirty at night to like three o'clock in the morning have been playing GTA. And then waking <laughs> up at like 11 or 12 every day. And it's it's been ridiculous. My sleep schedule's off. I've been playing way too many video games. Um, I've been just, we did a lot of home improvement stuff. We painted my first floor and um, doing stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then uh, it, I write a lot of trivia questions for trivia competitions and things like that. So I've been trying to get some of that done for next year, even though, you know, we don't know if that's going to happen or not, but whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's been a lot of that stuff. Done. Trying, like, trying to watch like new movies and new shows and things, trying to get into stuff, but I have a really short attention span. So that's been quite difficult. Yeah. So for me, I don't have, I have a unique one, right? Because I don't have the same issue everybody else does. I classify as an essential worker because I work at a restaurant. So Uh, I still have to be up for work at 5 a.m. in the morning every day. So, my schedule has basically not changed any. I wake up at 5 a.m., I get ready for work, I go to work, I come back from work, I take a nap. Yeah. Then I play video games with my friends, and then I take another nap, and then I go up to work again. <laughs> has business been terrible? You would be surprised. You would think that we don't have any customers, but our drive through has seen a huge increase in customers. Uh, yeah. Right. People want to take home. I wouldn't just, say like, that. I think this week, compared to the first week before uh chrono hit um the u.s i wouldn't say yeah. there's really any difference wow huh. wow that's I good we're though. back to normal yeah that's really good it's good for you guys and we're not even off a of lockdown yet <laughs> uh-huh not many places are if you think about it though like, no they're not what is it yeah people yeah, are just getting bored we have three <laughs> and a half more weeks still Yikes. yeah um, okay, so next question. What are some things you guys are looking forward to in your Instagram career as a photographer and traveler? Do you have anything that you uh, like, well, want for me, to accomplish? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. For me, um, I, I just like meeting people. I like meeting new people and uh, uh-huh. especially people that say how much they like my photos and give me that ego boost that I need. Um, <laughs> but uh, actually, you know, I've been, I told you already, Tyler, that we're looking yeah. at going to um, Europe next year um, yeah. on a trip. So, I'm looking to expanding, you know, obviously expanding my horizons with that kind of stuff. I'm obviously going and riding all these new coasters, things like that, meeting people from these countries that follow me. And then also looking at it from the perspective of, okay, if I start posting pictures from foreign parks, I'm going to get more foreign followers and, you know, expand that even further and stuff like that too. So just opening that door. Um, I, I don't know that had I not gotten into coaster photography that I would have traveled as much as I do already and probably will continue to, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, just meeting people and then hanging out with people I've met already and stuff like that has just been amazing. And that's what I like to keep doing. That's your favorite. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for me, it's it's kind of the same thing. Like the Instagram, the actual Instagram page itself is just an outlet for me to share things, right? Yep. The real yeah. things that I like about it is being able to meet new people. Like Some of my best friends like ever I have met off of that Instagram page. Uh-huh. And being able to meet them after like talking to them on Instagram for like months and months and months or years for some people, yes, is this is the best feeling ever to have that one day. That's right. So that's like, a, 
I just want to meet more people. That's really what I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, same with V. Like, oh, it's. Tyler, I got to go back real fast. And you can edit this out if you want, but I want to tell you both about this. So, um, going back to the, the same day I met Alex, I think it was, was the first time I ever met Thomas. And uh-huh. for weeks, I thought Thomas was a completely different person. So then when he came up and started talking to me, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> it, was the really? awkward, it was the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> because somebody, he had I, he had DM'd me at the same time at Dollywood, when I was at Dollywood as somebody else. And the other person I had ended up meeting. So I just assumed that was Thomas and didn't think anything no, of it. No, wait, you actually thought he was a different real person. <laughs> yeah, when I actually met him, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, my. that's hilarious. That's, that's awesome. great. This isn't getting edited out, by the way. That's, that's great. Uh, yeah, he was. He probably felt <laughs> just confused. Both of you probably very confused there. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, or sort of about that Europe trip as well. What are some big spots on your bucket list? It could be amusement parks or anywhere else. I think for me, part of it is again, as much as I said, I don't get starstruck. I also don't get like overwhelmed by like seeing like sites and things like that like i feel like if i like someday go to like mount rushmore i'm gonna be like oh hey there it is i'll take a picture and then i'll be like okay i'm bored like that kind of thing yeah um but i also know in my head i'm like i have to build a little bit of time in to see some sites and things like that i have to go i just for bucket list purposes i have to go check off the box that said oh hey i saw buckingham palace and i saw big ben and things like that um for me um obviously a lot of these parks are um you know, obviously bucket list for a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm really looking yeah. forward to like Fantasia land and, and Europa park uh-huh. and stuff like that. Um, the thing on that trip though, that I'm, that potentially might happen that I'm looking forward to the most is that, um, if I end up going up to Scotland with Declan and his mom yeah. and, and dad, um, his mom said she'd take me to St. Andrews, which is, you know, where golf was invented. And yeah. In fact, I'm a big golf fan of a golfer. Um, I was kind of like, wow, that would be like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, um, that's sick. I'm also like, I want to, there's, there's lots of other travel spots I want to go to too. And if you ask, if you ask Sean who texts me at like two o'clock in the morning saying, Hey, we should go to Columbia and ride this coaster <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, there's lots of bucket list things, but, um, I guess in my head, like Japan and Australia, probably be the two places I really want to go We're more so uh-huh. than just coasters, but like Japan, especially for coasters, Australia for coasters Everything. and for like scuba yeah. diving and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not made of money, so we'll see. <laughs> Eventually. So I can talk all day long about the places that I want to go, but like the biggest thing yeah. that I want to do is I want to be able to visit every single Disney park. Oh, I yeah, have, absolutely. I yeah. have been visiting Disney Disney World since I was little. I visited Disneyland, and I am fascinated with the parks. I could tell you the history. like I could recite the history of it multiple times over <laughs> all day long recite if you have to. Yeah, yeah one, of, uh, one of my good friends is uh, works for ESPN, so he gets in free to every Disney park around the world for him oh. and up to three people. Wow, what? except for except for Japan, <laughs> except for Tokyo. And I'm like, that's the one I want to go to the most. And of course, he can't get into that one free. That's kind of that's kind of <laughs> random, though. You think it's they would because they're like, operated oh. by that Oriental Land Company and not yeah. actually by Disney? Oh, that's why. Okay. Like you would think they would make it the ones that have higher attendance. Well, they all have so, high attendance, but like yeah. So yeah, our plan on that trip there. is to this this coming trip. Hopefully, I might do England by myself if they don't want to do England. But then we're gonna do Germany, Poland, Netherlands, and hopefully Sweden. 
Um, yeah. And then if I go back the next year, which is currently the plan, then I'm going to go to wow. France and do all the stuff there, including Disneyland, Paris, Spain, there, Italy, yeah, wherever else. Awesome. So yeah, like those Europe, Europe after, after Tokyo, that's, I mean, the, the, the Chinese ones look phenomenal, but after Tokyo, Paris will probably be the next one I get to, but yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Alex is something I'd love to uh-huh. do too. It's just the, the Disney parks are all so different and they all have like their own culture to them in different countries. Yeah. And that just fascinates me. And then Tokyo Disney Sea is just on a whole other level. Oh man, it's amazing. It looks they all look they all look insane. Fun fact, I've never been to a Disney park. What? I was gonna go to Animal Kingdom, but then we went to Bush Gardens instead. <laughs> I mean that's a fair trade off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I kinda wanted to go to Disney, but or sorry, no, it wasn't we traded off for Bush, we traded off for Volcano Bay. At the same time though, like give it like a few years because disney is really making moves right now and really changing up a lot of their parks so it's it's honestly it's almost a beneficial thing to just like give it like two or three years and just see what they're doing i'm probably going back to orlando next spring break whenever that like is like operating like everywhere is like fully open by then well florida is going to be the first fully open but it's going to take them a while to get their corona out so it'll take a while till i'm back there but yeah next time i'm back i'll definitely uh be making a stop so another thing I've heard sort of controversial opinions on are, do you guys like to travel by yourself or do you prefer to actually do your trips with other people? So it's funny, like the, I, when I was, before I started like photography and stuff, I always thought, oh no, I can't go to a park by myself. That's weird. But now like 90% of the time I'm traveling by myself and I guess yeah. it's a, it's a mix. Like I like being with people, but at the same time, especially on days when I'm like really want to shoot a lot of pictures, like. Mm-hmm. I like being by myself because I don't not only do I not want to have to go on somebody's schedule, I don't want to hamper them and let them go do yeah. whatever they want kind of thing. For sure. So for for me, I guess it goes both ways. I, uh, you know, most of my trips I do alone, but then I meet up with people after the fact. So I'm not yeah. handcuffed by anybody in their schedules and things like that. And when people do go with mm-hmm. me, most of the time they they know that I'm going to be taking pictures and stopping a lot and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't I don't see it being a big deterrent one way or the other. Um, I I've never looked at somebody at a park and been like, wow, that's weird. They're by themselves. So it's uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty much the same way Bob is like for the most part, I want to be with people. Like I love meeting people at parks, but when I'm taking pictures, I really don't want to be tied down by people and I don't want to be interrupting other people's park visits. Right. Oh yeah. That's the worst. Especially because they're first. <laughs> they give time, you this I don't want to be involved in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I like point. showing people around new parks, so I have no problem with that. But at the same time, I'll still stop to take pictures, like regardless yeah. if I'm showing them around or not. I don't really have I don't really have anything else here. It's been quite a while now, so most people probably have dropped out by now that are listening. Uh, you could edit it down some. But, we had a lot of uh, a lot of dead air and a lot of yeah. uh, just we we told ninety seven sure. stories that you could probably edit out a few of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, some people some people will enjoy listening to it. If not, they can skip ahead. So yeah, do you guys have anything else that you want to just put out there for people to hear? No, I mean, just for me, just, you know, everybody that follows all of us, just thank you for doing that and never be afraid to come up and say hi to us in a park or interact with us. That's the best thing. (laughs) Stuff like that. I'm more, you know, I'll talk to anybody if you're not a jerk about stuff, if you're not, you know, a drama queen starting problems and things, I'll talk to anybody. So Uh um, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh Yeah. Like if we're like, if we're in like, if you follow me on instagram or whatever and like you're in the same park as me like hit me up like or even if you're not like if you just want to talk on instagram i'm like the most friendly person i will respond to every (laughs) single person that sends me a dm almost immediately yeah same right away 
Unless it's someone sending me a Zoom link to join their thing to watch coaster POVs. Yeah, no, then I won't. Delete message request. But yeah, I mean, I, like I said, you know, you know it firsthand. I, I love talking to people. I love being able to yeah. help younger photographers and men are younger photographers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So always be, be, you know, willing to reach out and ask questions and things like that. Uh-huh. Awesome. So for those of you still on, thank you so much for listening to the end. May go ahead, make sure to hit that subscribe button on the whatever podcast streamer you're listening on. There'll be lots more episodes to come, more interviews, solo episodes, all that. So just want to thank you again for listening into episode one. There'll be tons more to come. And make sure to follow at Stateline Thrills, at BK Photo Page, and me at Coaster Addicts. And we'll see you guys later. Bye.